brown timber and saplings in his path. Young Jose Olano stretched lazily and let his dark eyes cruise the surrounding land. It was spring along Bailey Creek. Days grew longer, and songbirds were returning from their retreat to the south. Meadowlarks serenaded each other from the tops of sage, and sparrows flitted about the branches and bright new leaves of quaking aspen and serviceberry. A bluebird flew past, its wing beats carrying it along with the motion of a wave. Up, then down it sailed, until it seemed it would brush the sage, then up once more. In the valley, the tiny, scattered buildings of Soda Springs dotted the sagebrush flats. There, too, spring green painted the land, and the colors of April softened the hard lines of farms and ranches that dotted the hills around the town. Jose watched these sights with the sun warming his shoulders and a gentle breeze playing in his wavy black hair. Jose Olano's Basque blood made his skin dark and his eyes black like deep wells with jet brows hanging over them. Fierceness gleamed in those eyes, yet softness surrounded them. His sharp nose overhung a proud mouth. His hair hung just past his collar flowing loosely like streams of hot molasses. He dressed in the manner of the humble, a faded gray wool shirt, baggy black pants patched in several places, and battered leather shoes, their laces spliced repeatedly. Dirt smudged his face and hands, soiled his shirt. But out here there was no one to care about such things. Jose was sixteen years old that April, Sixteen for one month now. Over the grassy hill to his left he could hear the tickling of a brass bell and the occasional bleating of sheep, his sheep. Well, in a way. At least he was their guardian, for this his first year as watcher of the flocks. The sheep actually belonged to Ben Trombel, who lived in Soda Springs. Trombel was a wealthy man, at least as wealthy as any Jose knew. He owned sheep in Nevada, and since one month passed in Soda Springs. He prided himself on being the first man to bring woolies into the area. Ever so slightly, the wind changed, and the new grass bent about Jose's feet. He walked over to a smooth-topped boulder and sat down, pulling a stalk of grass from between his teeth and tossing it carelessly to the earth. Reaching over the edge of the boulder, he grasped the neck of a battered guitar and lifted it onto his lap. He hadn't checked his flock for a couple of hours, for a feeling of laziness had overcome him. But the sheep sounded content, and he wanted to hear music, even his own music. As pathetic as it might sound, only he and the sheep would hear. And the birds. As for them, sing along with me, Jose invited exuberantly. If they didn't wish to, they could leave. He strummed a few discordant bars. He started to turn the ivory-colored keys to change the pitch, but then he shrugged. Who was he to say how a guitar should sound? If he didn't like it, he would just sing louder and drown it out. After all, the voice was what he wanted, any human voice, even just his own. He began to sing the songs of the old country. Euskal Herrea, the Basque homeland. He thought of his mother and father, both long dead now.
By this time their graves would grow tall with grass and rose bushes. What would they think if they knew where he was now? In the land of dreams, America, the territory of Idaho, a faraway land so different from his own, yet a place with beauty at every turn. From the fur-covered mountains above him and far across the valley, to the sprawling sage and grass-covered vista and sparkling Bear River below, and last, to the rocky perch where he sat, surrounded by grass, trees, and the nodding heads of bluebells and yellow fritillary. What a land! What a dream! The vibrant chord stopped as Jose's hands and voice stilled, and tears filled his eyes. Tears for many reasons. Tears of sadness and of joy. He missed his home in San Sebastian. He missed his parents, his sisters, his brothers.